Welcome to Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. I'm Greg. And I'm Erin. We've been married for almost 31 years, and we're both marriage counselors, and we lead the marriage team here at Focus on the Family. Greg, I'm so excited today to continue the conversation that we had with the Lescos about strengthening our marriage as we navigate difficult seasons. Right, because all of us go through these hard times, these ups and downs. And I remember in our own marriage, mm-hmm. a time, you know, when, when you lost your mom and, mm-hmm. and that was, that was such a hard season in our marriage. Well, I can remember we had just moved to a new small town and we had small kids. And I remember getting the call that my mom was in the hospital and had been diagnosed with lung cancer. And I mean, my whole world shook and I needed to go. And those are the times when you're, you know, as a mom and as a wife and as a daughter, I needed to go and be present as a daughter. And that meant, you know, leaving and going to where my mom was, but leaving you in this new small town managing our kids with schedules that you didn't know and going to work at this new job. And so it was, it was very chaotic. Yeah. And it's difficult to prepare for that because it's not like we'd ever had the conversation. Hey, if one of our parents, you know, is sick, mm-hmm. you know, what do we do? How do we manage? And and that was really hard because you're right. We, we were trying to get used to you know, everything was new, new church, new school, mm-hmm. friends, colleagues, just all of it. Very new. Plus, you know, you're gone and our kids are grieving that their grandmother right. is sick. Right. And, and it, it was it was a really difficult, really hard season. And I know mm-hmm. that a big part of what I want to do is to, to really unpack that today mm-hmm. and talk about some things that we would do differently, some things that we did accidentally mm-hmm. probably that, that really helped. And, and really talk about how do we go through those hard times as a couple really well. Mm-hmm. So we've got some great segments coming up. Later on, Erin and I are going to ask each other some questions that every couple should be asking their spouse on a regular basis. We'll also hear a question from one of our listeners, and she's struggling with being vulnerable with her husband and wants to know how she can get better at communicating her feelings with him. But first, we had an amazing conversation with Levi and Jenny Lesko about a loss that they suffered and how they worked to make sure their marriage would survive. They're authors, founders of Fresh Life Church. So let's listen to what Levi and Jenny had to say. And Levi, for you, as you look back upon that, just the, again, it sounds like such an understatement, just that, that season, that painful season, um, when you guys lost your daughter, kind of as you look back on that, what, what really helped you to get through that pain together? Yeah, so Linya going to heaven uh, in 2012, I mean, it was five days before Christmas, uh, so we were you know, wrapping up presents, and we were actually on a date night the night that she died, and uh, we were picking the kids up from Jenny's mom's house, and we went over there. She had asthma, um, and we, right as we got there, she was like in, in the, you know, kind of just really an early stage of an asthma attack that just flared up really suddenly, mm-hmm. and then uh, became super serious really quickly, which had never happened before in the history of, of wow. I, me having had asthma since the third grade, Olivia, Linya's older sister having asthma. We had never seen anything like this. 
and she went into cardiac arrest and stopped breathing in the middle of this asthma attack. And uh, so there was really no preparation. There was no, like, hey, she's sick for six months and then, and then dies, which would be hard too, but different. This was just like, she's great. We're going to go ice skating tomorrow and then go to dinner and wrap, unwrap Christmas presents and then go to Disneyland. And it's like, nope, instead we're going to buy a casket and pick out a funeral, uh, like a spot at the cemetery. Like it was like that quick. Uh, we're at the hospital and they're like, hey, so which funeral home do you want us to call? We're like, what? This this is all happens like within minutes. And um, so you can't prepare for a trial like that. You can't, you, you, you can't. Um, it's ready or not, here it is. And so I think for, for Jenny and I, we found out the hard way that, um, that life can really go off the rails really quickly. But the, the positive side of it is, Jesus said in Matthew 7, if you build your life on the rock, then when waves come and the storms show up, you will not be destroyed. You'll mm. continue to live if you follow my teachings, Jesus said. And Jenny and I, you know, we, we, we found out the way no one wants to, that that's true. And that we had built our lives and our marriage vows and our home on the rock. And we had built on Jesus and on the resurrection and on the hope. And so even though, you know, it was hard and devastating and painful, I like to say hurting with hope still hurts, to be honest. But at the same time, we found it, it drew us closer together. And I think storms make, um, make you find out what's, what, what's under you. And uh, it'll make a weak marriage weaker, but a strong marriage stronger. And so I want to encourage the couples listening to this today, you, know, you think about statistics mm-hmm. of, you know, ch- you know, child loss and marriage divorce. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the child loss that makes the marriage uh, destroy. I think um, it's, it's a weak marriage going into a pressure cooker is going to come out weaker and, and mm-hmm. vice versa. You can come into each other in a stronger way. And Jenny and I found that. We, we, we grieved together. We, you know, we, and here we are 10 years later, we live in the same home. Wow. are married to the same people and we have the same job in the same city, you know, and, uh, and, and I, we're better, our marriage is better today than it was before that. And that's a credit to God's grace, but also to the power of Jesus's word being true. Mm, it's so good. And what I hear you guys saying that really was beneficial was letting your guard down and letting each other in, um, to the pain and letting each other know like, hey, this is where I'm at today and yeah. grieving with hope. And I love what you just said, Levi, that, you know, y- even grieving with hope still hurts. And yeah. so and so often couples as they're walking through a trauma like that and a loss of that it's significance, I cannot even begin to imagine, you know, so often they end up not talking about it. And, you know, or not leaning in and, you know, ending up grieving so separately. So it sounds to me like you guys just did a fabulous job of leaning in and addressing it, talking about it, about the loss of your daughter. And I often think those little smoldering campfires that are back there are things that we haven't talked about, that we haven't explored to go, why is this still smoldering? And I can imagine with a loss of that, um, that size, a loss of a child, that there are days that it does, you know, spike up and one of you is hurting and, you know, I'm sure to this day after 10 years. 
Without a doubt, I mean, I mean, I won't speak for Jenny. I think we we all have bad moments. Um, but weirdly, and what you're describing is, it makes me think of a, a story a friend told me. He had, had done a burn pile. You know, every fall, you see people in Montana do burn piles. They t- they gather up all the trees that have fallen in their land, and then they, you know, kind of once once the the, the ground's cold enough to where it's not going to lead to a forest fire, they'll do a big you know, burn pile. And uh, he had done one one year and it was supposed to go out that night. You stay and watch it and you kind of have, you know, you cook hot dogs and marshmallows, but it didn't go out. And in fact, it kept going. And even after there was nothing left to burn, the ground was still smoking and smoking and smoking. And what he didn't realize was there was an underground root system from a previous tree that had been there at one point mm-hmm. and the fire had actually gone underground and was all these roots for hundreds of feet were literally now on fire and smoke was just popping up out of the ground at random places. And so this fire was underground and it was moving towards his house in a root system. He didn't even realize was there. And I think that's just kind of a a lesson on strongholds. You know, Paul talks about these things that can kind of take a grip on our lives and, and we don't even realize they're happening, but a lot of our behavior that we can see is being informed by stuff under the ground we can't see. And so it really is, like you said, that power of, of intimacy, vulnerability, and willingness to talk about hard things that can kind of dredge up these things and keep them from sort of destroying our lives without us even realizing they were there. Mm, that's so good. And I love that when King David, you know, search my heart, oh God, yeah. kind of that, that what are those roots that I don't see that they're yeah. susceptible to being set on fire. Man, what a, that's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. For, okay. for you guys in this season, this is going to be our last question, but in this season, so you've been married 19 years, kind of what's one thing that you guys have been doing to keep your marriage strong? Mm. I was going to say sauna. We love that sauna. We got a, 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 a sauna outside <laughs> oh, our house. Nice. And we love to sit in there, 200 degrees, sweat. You can't be on your phones. It's just great talking time. I feel like it's really great for connection. Everyone loves to gather around warmth. So whether a hot tub or, or, or a sauna or a fire pit or whatever, just somewhere where you can gather together. And, uh, and, and so that's just been a really fun, intentional point of connection for us to just sit in there and kind of sweat and talk. And it's just, we love it. That's awesome. We also, yeah, we also, um, well, I I ran a half marathon at the beginning of the year, and I was wow, all gung-ho, like I did it. Thank you. It was awesome. Um, but then my, my daily running, or my running just started going downhill. Levi actually started running with me because he was like, the only time I can even see you is if I run with you. So <laughs> he, he started running, but then he just started, like, he's addicted. Like, he just kept going, kept going, kept going. I'm the one that's now, like, he'll, he'll ask me to go running with him, and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I want to go to the, the sauna. Where... Yeah. <laughs> sweat, sweat running or sweat in the sauna? <laughs> The yeah, days, exactly. though, that we've chosen to, um, or I have chosen to run with him, like, there have been many times where we'll go on a run, but then we'll end up walking and talking. And mm-hmm. I just, even though, like, our youngest is five, like, we're not really in a season where, like, all the kids are fully self-sufficient. So I, I see in our future walking really being so enjoyable. And we have so many friends who, that's what they love to do. They walk together. But, like, the running... And then the walking has just been so fun because we're sweating together, kind of talking, but huffing and puffing, and then slowing down and actually, like, talking through stuff. I feel like that's how Mm -hmm. Levi, he really, like, whenever he's on the phone, he's always walking. And so I feel like that has been kind of unlocked 
like really great conversation because mm. he just loves being on the move. For me, like I'm happy just sitting inside all day, every day. I'm, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to sweat. I don't have to do anything. But in order, like, but I feel like that has kind of unlocked some some deep conversations um, mm. to be actually like out walking together. I love that. And there's actually research that talks about when we walk and talk, that the the physical representation of walking is actually moving us forward in the relationship. And so whenever wow. I, I hear that, I'm like, oh, it's so brilliant because we're walking, but we're actually walking forward in whatever we're talking about, because often we're talking about deep things when we're walking. Aaron, that's a powerful analogy. I like that of just visualizing us walking forward. I mean, you were talking literally walking forward, mm-hmm. but that that's so important as we're going through these hard times. How do we continue to walk forward? How do we grieve well together? How do we manage, you know, the the pain, whatever that might be? Because you know, we shared earlier um, in the introduction, you know, w- when your mom was sick. And Mm -hmm. so you went to be with her. She was in Phoenix. We were in Arkansas. And so we had, you know, we were separated for, Mm -hmm. for a season. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really hard. And as you look back onto that season, what kind of, what what do you think was most helpful between us, like within Mm -hmm. our marriage, what, what helped us stay I don't know if strong is the right word, but Mm -hmm. what what helped our marriage? Well, it's interesting because I think back to that, and I know there were things we did, but I blocked it all out. (laughs) (laughs) But I do know that we checked in regularly. And even if it was just around, you know, what the kids were up to, what they were struggling with, um, or, you know, whether or not I could stay longer or I needed to come home for a weekend, whatever that looked like, we were communicating about that. And that was actually a blessing because we talked a ton during that season. And it, you know, we really were good teammates um, during that season. Yeah. And I remember I wasn't always sure what, what even to say. How could I best support you? And I know it was a learning experience for me to go, well, yeah, what does that really look like when we did get a chance to talk and we really were intentional to do that every day? But, you know, what what should I be asking you? Were there the right questions? And I remember just, you know, for me, just asking you, you know, how are you doing emotionally? Kind of became my, my go-to. And it really, it seemed like it, it allowed you to talk, well, this was a, a, a great day and here's why, or this was a really difficult, you know, time with my mom and here's kind of what was going on. And it just, what it did is it, it kept me connected to you as far as to staying current and, mm-hmm. and it helped to update just kind of what you were going through, even though we weren't together physically, you know, instead of us drifting apart, then I was, I, it felt like that question for you helped keep us connected. Mm -hmm. And I will say, too, one thing that I remember during that season was that I had to release a lot of my expectations around the house and how things went with the kids. And I was blown away. (laughs) If I was going to bathe them or not at night or, yeah. I was blown away (laughs) at how you managed them. And I was, I was 
pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, he does know what happens around our house. <laughs> and, you know, he showed he up in powerful ways. And... My favorite story was somebody at Annie's school. Um, <laughs> That's our youngest daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone at Annie's school said, yeah, Annie said that her dad... Instead of taking baths, her dad let her take a bath in the hot tub <laughs> before school. And I was it's like, It's all warm water. I was like, Well, as long as chemicals. she's getting a bath once a week, you know, the hot tub isn't a bad option. <laughs> and it was different than what I would have wanted. But I learned during that season to relinquish some of that control because I had to. Yeah. And what you, what you weren't doing, though, is correcting, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I heard this from the teacher seriously <laughs> well, I was laughing out of you, control so yeah i don't know that i could have been mad <laughs> well but 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 again feeling out of control feeling that that deep mm-hmm. sense of grief as you're walking through that with your mom caring for her it would have been easy maybe even to take out some of those frustrations mm-hmm. on how i was parenting or a lack of parenting i literally forgot that i did that until you said it right now <laughs> and then all these memories came <laughs> rushing back just keep putting the kids in the hot tub going yeah, you your hair is wet you're good although there there i'm thinking about what was the least helpful mm-hmm. um I, I know that our you know, we, we were trying to, to buy a home in, mm-hmm. in, so we, you know, we worked through all that actually ended up buying a home. And so I thought it would be such a great idea. I thought like I was about to win like husband of the year. Like I was about mm-hmm. to do something mm-hmm. so amazing for you, which was to get our kind of new small group people we didn't even know really to move from our rental into this new house so that when you got back, it would just be, you know, immaculate and everything's moved in. And you, again, you would, you know, nominate me for some award based mm-hmm. on that. And mm-hmm. your reaction to when that finally came out was very different than I expected. Yeah, I didn't love that. I But I could give you the benefit of the doubt. To go, I know his intentions were good, um, but I felt very exposed as far as I had all these strangers in all of my stuff and, you know, arranging my kitchen. I didn't know where anything was. And as far as life feeling out of control, felt pretty out of control. But I was able to give you the benefit of the doubt to say, you know, I know that his heart was good and this isn't what I would have wanted. And I I think we even agreed at that point moving forward that we would always ask prior (laughs) to doing something like that, even with good intention. I don't know if I agreed, but I will submit to that. Well, just, you know, good intention, but just asking, would this be helpful? Right. And and again, we'll, we'll have those moments in our marriage where I think this is a brilliant idea. Oh, Aaron will love it. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it can go very differently. So you're right. I mean, there's, there is benefit and on major things like that to ask each other, even yeah. though I, like for me, I would have been thrilled to have that surprise and come back and everything's in. And then I could have just tinkered and, you know, rearranged a couple things, but I would have been thrilled. So, mm-hmm. which is why. Yeah. I but did that. it's powerful to fight those negative beliefs yeah. because it would have been easy for me to go, oh, sure, you know, Greg want, just wanted to be in the new house and, yeah. you know, he doesn't he care about me right. and he didn't, yeah. yeah, versus really battling for how you view your spouse and being aware of what am I thinking, what am I um, believing about my spouse because I miss pain and hurt and, you know, your heart grieving, um, it's easy 
to go to those negative places, but to just be very cognizant of that is important. Yeah, and that's really what Jenny and Levi in their book, The Marriage Devotional, they're really talking about how to guard from some of those little foxes like the little fox of negative beliefs. So we'd love to send you a copy of that book for a gift of any amount. Yes, check the link in the show notes for all the details. Erin, one of the habits that we really believe in, and this is something that we encourage couples to do all the time, is to ask each other questions. It's a way to stay curious Mm -hmm. about each other, not to fall into the trap that, oh, I know everything there is to know about my spouse. It's really a way to live out the truth that one lifetime isn't long enough to truly to get to know your spouse because they're always changing. Mm -hmm. And so we love conversation starters. Mm -hmm. We love questions that we can ask each other. And so this is the part of the show where we're just going to grab a few. We have a blue bucket here. And so we're just going to pull those out. And we haven't rehearsed this, so we have no idea what questions are in there. But this is just a way to show kind of how we do this and in, in, in how you can do this mm-hmm. with, with your spouse and just tap into the, the power of being curious with each other. Okay, so here we go. This better be an easy one. Well, we'll see. Or our producers in a lot of trouble. Oh, this is a this is one that you ask me a lot. <laughs> <Ooh. Uh-oh. laughs> so I'm going to turn the table on you and ask you. So, how are things going between you and your friends? Oh, because <laughs> as an introvert, I have so many friends. I've actually been noticing that you have been spending more time with friends than usual. <laughs> Well, a friend. Yes. We were just last night with my one friend celebrating the <laughs> birthday of his wife. And I even mm-hmm. told him because his older daughter was there. and We were just talking. I was like, you know, your dad is literally my, my only friend. He's like my best friend. <laughs> and and so, you know, how things are going, what, what I've appreciated about my friendship with my good friend, Fred, is that we've been real intentional probably over the last couple months to put – an evening on the calendar Mm -hmm. that we're just going to go hang out and share a meal together and then go watch a guy's movie, some Mm -hmm. action adventure, whatever that we would enjoy to do together that Aaron, probably you and I aren't going to watch something like that. But that, that has taken our friendship to a whole nother level Mm -hmm. and just the opportunity to just to connect over a meal to where we're talking about life and what's Mm -hmm. going on at work and challenges and just all of that. It's just, I, I love doing that with a guy, mm-hmm. you know, just, it's a very different conversation mm-hmm. than when you and I have those kinds of discussions and, and, and then to do something fun, just hanging out. So I would say things with my one friend, they're going really well right now. Yeah. And you have more than one friend, but I know that he is extra special to you, which you love when I say that your extra special friend. <laughs> he is. Okay. So here's the question that I chose for you. So what is one thing that God has been teaching you lately? Mm, he's been teaching me a lot lately. And but just one thing. Uh, one thing. Oh boy. I would say um, he has been teaching me to relinquish things that I don't know how they're going to go. Hmm. So the uncertainties of life and really being able to just release them and say, Lord, you got it. And I'm just going to trust you. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how this is going to go, but I can trust you because there's a lot of moving pieces right now in life. And 
it just is helpful when you have that faith and you have the experience that God does show up amidst the uncertain moments that I know that he will show up. Yeah. I don't know how, but I know he will. Yeah, and what's great is that, you know, these conversation starters, as we have these discussions, I'm always learning something I didn't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was just good to hear you talk about that. And yeah, because I mean, I know what you're going through, but Mm -hmm. just to to hear about just relinquishing that and Mm -hmm. releasing that to the Lord, boy, that makes so much sense. So Mm -hmm. I, I love that he's teaching you that. And I love to, I love that I get to walk with you in that. Yes. And you have been very supportive. Should we do another one? As long as it's a good one. Uh, it won't make me cry. Oh, I, got, I got two, so I'm going to choose <laughs> which one um, that I want to ask you. Uh, I want to ask you that one. How are you feeling emotionally? Because you don't like that question. So <laughs> I'm fine. There how we go now. are you handling things at your workplace this week? <laughs> go ahead and share, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've had huge conflict with our producer of the podcast, so we're we're not really even talking right now. So it's kind of awkward. That's no. why she put that question in exactly. There. Um, you, you know, actually, this week we've had a an outside consultant that's come in and and really taking our teams in in a deeper kind of teamwork discussions where we're learning about each other's style. Uh, this gentleman's name is Patrick Lencioni, and he wrote something called The the Working Genius. And it's mm-hmm. just been so good. I just I love it when we take a personality test or mm-hmm. when we take, you know, strengths finders or it just any of those different tests because I'm always learning something new about myself and I'm always learning then something about one of my team members or, you know, a direct report, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, we, we do that together mm-hmm. every once in a while. We'll maybe be in a small group and we're going to go through a personality test that we've taken a gazillion times, but uh-huh. it's always fun. It seems like there's always something new that I notice mm-hmm. about you in, mm-hmm. in that, that, that's a powerful thing. And that's why I, this week has been a blast just kind of going through that experience. Mm, so good. And it's always fun to be reminded of things, too, even if you have taken a personality assessment or an assessment of some sort, you know, even the focus on the family marriage assessment, which is free, you can take that. And what a discussion piece that is. Yeah, because, it's again, our encouragement to you is to use these conversation starters as a way to keep current with each other, to update your knowledge, to learn something new. Every time we answer these, mm-hmm. you know, I, I walk away going, ah, that's cool. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's why that, that idea of staying curious in, in rediscovering each other is so powerful. And we'll add a link into the show notes to these conversation starters. And so you can download like I've done and just put them in the notes section of my smartphone and then you've got them. And then when we're on a walk or at a restaurant, we pull these out or here on the podcast even. So enjoy rediscovering each other. Well, now we're going to move on to our weekly Q&A, and this is the part of the show where we answer your burning questions about marriage. Yes, please send us your questions. We love your questions. 
This is how we can best connect with you. So go to crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com and click the button on the side of the show page to leave us a voicemail. And if your question gets answered on the show, we are going to send you a copy of our book, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, 12 Secrets to a Lifelong Romance for no charge as our way of saying thank you for listening and reaching out to us. Well, today's question comes from Savannah. Let's listen to the voicemail that she sent in. Hey, Greg and Aaron. My husband and I just celebrated our third year anniversary. I'm still having a hard time being vulnerable and opening up to him. When I do manage to try and share my feelings, I feel like I'm botching my explanations and I feel like I'm not being heard by him. This causes me to quickly shut down and crawl back into my shell, which leaves me feeling emotionally isolated in our relationship. How do I open up to him and honestly get him open up to me without giving up and shutting down so quickly? Mm, That's frustrating. And we all do that. There's just different topics or maybe different um, times that we feel tender and we get triggered. And that's what our heart does. It shuts down and we go back into the shell. And so I want to encourage you, Savannah, that really stepping back, A, I'm so grateful that you are aware that this is what's happening because sometimes we just go on and we continue forward without even knowing what's happening or why we're doing what we're doing. And that's what I want to encourage you to do is to step back and to start asking those questions, even when it's happening. Ooh, I just got triggered there. I wonder what's going on and why did I get triggered? And what is my heart really longing for right now? What would help me to feel safe in this moment versus what just happened? And so as you discover some of that, it might be helpful to then um, share that with your, your spouse so he knows that this is what's going on. Yeah, and and I like that because really, Aaron, you're talking about just creating safety and security because, Mm -hmm. you know, for any of us to be willing to open, right, we've got to feel safe and secure because, you know, in marriage, just, you know, being completely known, seen by our spouse, that that feels vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And so it is. And and really the, the way to manage that vulnerability and that risk is to go, okay, what can I be doing to create a conversation that feels safe and secure mm-hmm. is as good as that is for you and I to go, Hey, what, what can we do for each other to help you, you know, to help this feel safe and secure that kind of a conversation. Mm-hmm. I think what's good is to recognize though, I will never be willing to open up and be vulnerable Unless I feel safe with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's right. The piece that we often miss. Yes, especially because for you, Savannah, you know, one opportunity would be to really show up to care for your heart amidst you shutting down and getting triggered versus judging yourself. Right. Because that's typically, especially as women, what we do is go, oh, I'm terrible. I don't want to, you know, why did I do that again? And what's going on with me? What's wrong with me? And versus just going, huh. There it is again. I'm triggered. I wonder why. And just being curious. And so as you get better at really being attuned to what's going on inside of you and feeling safe that I'm not judging myself, I'm just being curious, then your heart can relax and know that you've got you. And so as you extend your heart to your spouse, that you're not going to allow any mistreatment because you value and honor your heart. And if it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel safe, well, then you can always pull your heart back and care for it and allow the Lord to minister to it, but then to try again. Yeah. And that that could be a great just exercise for yourself, Savannah, is just to maybe grab a journal, 
maybe the note page of your smartphone and just think through what are ways that when I when I do these things that it helps me to feel safe with me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going, you know, when I, when I set boundaries around certain topics or, you know, when I, like Aaron said, when I don't judge how I feel, that I just allow my feelings to be. I mean, whatever it is, really think through that. Because, again, the safer you feel with you, the more confident you're going to feel to to really open up. Uh, to others, especially your husband. Mm, So good. Thank you, Savannah, for your question. And look out for your copy of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And if you're listening today and you have questions, we would love to hear from you. Go to crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com and click the button on the side of our show page to leave us a voicemail just like Savannah did. Thank you for joining us for Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We hope that we were able to give you practical tools that can strengthen your marriage. Yeah, be sure to like, listen, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We want you to have a seat at the table every week as we help equip you and your spouse to have a lifelong, satisfying marriage. You know, we also want you to grow spiritually, both as individuals and together, so that you can invest in other couples to help them build thriving marriages. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week about this crazy little thing called marriage. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.